This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. J.D. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Hey, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing great, man. It's uh, yeah, it's been a, it's, it's a fun weekend, and yeah, uh, man, we're, we're just having a good time tonight, kind of getting ready for the show, and yeah, man, uh, we, we uh, you know, we're talking about pirates here in a little bit. Didn't have any, uh, didn't have any rum sitting around. But I we, know, we right? did have uh, our our good friend J.D. Tooney. He actually a few weeks ago donated this Red River Texas Bourbon Whiskey finish in Pinot casks. Hey, and, and I think we were gonna um actually feature this on one of our Squire Select shows. But I think we've enjoyed it so much that it didn't it didn't make it that long. Yeah. So anyway, JD, we love you and are grateful for your uh, your your beautiful whiskey. Absolutely, we yeah. have, we have definitely put it through the uh, it's the exquisite. Ringer, That's right. Which is us drinking and, it, and, and and we do recommend it. You know, I, I got to tell Highly. you, I'm I'm big into the uh, I, I'm finding that I've got a taste for the 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 whiskeys, the bourbons that have been aged in uh, wine barrels. Well, that's a thing now, you know. Of course, like it's, it's experimenting with everything, but oh, you know, it, it's one of those things they've really tried a lot of different things. This one is Pinot. Noir casks. Uh, you've seen sherry, yeah, cabernet, all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's cool. There, the bourbon culture and the small batch. Uh, whiskey culture is such a thing now uh, <laughs> that they're trying everything they can to throw it at the wall and see what sticks. We so, should, we should, I like it. Have we tried aging anything in, in like a, a, per, per, in per a barrel? barrel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, this bourbon has the uh, incredible. <laughs> Ability to both get you drunk and give you nicotine poisoning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two in one. Sign so, me up. It'd be amazing. It'd yep. be amazing. Uh, well, yeah. No, so uh, in, enjoying uh, enjoying this beverage. Uh, we got a we got a big announcement. You've got a big announcement that uh, yeah. that we, we've got to talk about here. But I, I feel like since we're on the subject of gifts, yeah. Uh, last week I yeah. received a gift. Hang on, where is you, it? you did. It's right behind you here. All right. So this is awesome. So this actually came into the shop uh, last week. And I always love it whenever I get like messages from you saying like, "Hey, there's something here for you," and I never know what it means. And yeah, like, what, I know, what is right? it? You're like, I have no earthly idea. I was like, no, no, but what? But like, really? Tell me. It's is like, it- well, it's addressed to you. I'm not going to open your mail. Oh, man, I appreciate that. But okay. <laughs> so this actually, this is a package that comes in from uh, listener Andrew Lynn in Boston, Massachusetts. That's so great, Massachusetts. I can't do it. <laughs> it says, uh, "Dear Bo, I listened to the recent Country Squire Radio episode where you and JD discussed McClelland alternatives, and since John David." mentioned Pembroke and Frogmorton Cellar alternative. Uh, since JD mentioned Pembroke as a Frogmorton uh, Cellar alternative yeah. and you had not had the opportunity to compare them, I happen to have an open jar of both. Uh, I thought it would send. I w- thought I would send you some samples while I'm at it. Please enjoy these samples of... Oh man, you're going to have to run down this L- list here. LJ L- Peretti, uh, his t- uh, Tashkent and Omega blends. Uh, it says two of the favorite local blends that you can share with John David and company. Uh, the Peretti store is two blocks from my office and I'm working my way through their blends. Omega is a potent English and I'll, I'd call an alternative to Dunhill Nightcap. Yeah. And then uh, what, what's the other uh, one? Ta- Tashkent? Tashkent is lighter in body and blended from only Turkish yeah. and Latakia leaf. And he says thank you for the good work that you do. Uh, and uh, all that you do for the pipe community, sincerely. Again, that's from Andrew Lynn, and of course he uh, what a kind, signed uh, it himself. Yeah, what, man. A, what a kind thing! That's man. awesome. That, that's okay. really wonderful. All right, so so am I to understand correctly that this has not just the Pembroke, but also some some cellar? Uh, I'm I'm actually not sure, right, well, uh, but yeah, out. he definitely he definitely sounds like threw some Pembroke in there. You know, L.J. Peretti is uh, it's one of those storied American pipe shops that, uh, of course, has been around for you know, gosh. 
probably close to a century, if not more. I mean, they've just been around forever. Um, but anyway, um, it, it have so many of their own blends that have been, uh, you know, delicately and carefully made over the past uh, past several decades, and uh, and some of them are really, really, uh, really fantastic. So I always like to smell um, the bag when I know, I right? Shipped. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, we got we got all kinds of yeah, goodies. Yeah, so man, good. Aren't those LJ Peretti bags are really pretty? They have like their own uh kind of uh yeah, print on the that. side of them, you know, so they can write the name of the blend and uh real cool looking uh All right, so that's the that's the Tashkent. Yep. And then we've got the Omega. Omega. There you go. Yep. Sounds ominous. And then yeah, so these these are all right, so yes, this Frog is Morton Cellar. Oh. So, so you got so you got some of the cellar. Oh, yeah. If you save that for a couple of years and put it on eBay, you could probably pay for one of your kids to go to college. Yeah, if not both of them. <laughs> yeah, actually. So I actually was combing through my 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 personal cellar looking for what little Frog Morton I had left, and uh, I was I was kind of jonesing for some cellar. Yeah. So this will yeah. be great. So I'll actually be able to do a head to head comparison. Yeah. And uh, between the Pembroke and the cellar, and That's I'll tell wonderful. you what, uh, Andrew, since uh, this is so kind, thank you for doing this. I, when I do it, I'll, I'll be sure to make a video of it. And either put it on the YouTube channel or, or Twitter on the um, Periscope. That'd be awesome, and, uh, and give yeah. you guys some some feedback as I stumble through with my my less than uh, uh, calibrated palate. To hey, John, Davis. I don't know. You give you give yourself uh, you, you're selling yourself short, man. I, I can't wait, man. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Andrew. That's great. Yeah, that. well, that's so kind, dude. All um, right, so so we yeah you you John David Cole uh, this last past week our last our last episode you teased out that there was some big news some big things happening uh, here at the Country Squire last week you announced in a video but now you can kind that's of right. officially announce what's going on here on the podcast that's right that's right so um, so we announced Friday uh, officially uh, and and now live here on Country Squire Radio that um, that the Squire's moving and we're moving <gasps> uh, we're moving two doors down. Uh, which, which you know, is is interesting for folks that haven't been here. You know, you might say, "Well, two doors down, that's not a big deal." But you know, for a shop that's as well nested as we are in this space, you know, and, and are incredibly comfortable in this uh, cozy pair of slacks that the, that we've broken <laughs> in over the past almost fifty years, uh, man, it's uh, it, it. This is tough. This is this is tough. We were approached by the landlord here uh, at the quarter with an opportunity to to move a couple of doors down. And, you know, frankly, at first we're skeptical, but as we started looking at the possibility and, uh, and, and seeing the plans that they have for the entire shopping center here, man, we, we kind of got excited and started wanting to be a part of what they were planning on doing. And uh, we obviously want to see not just us grow, but the merchants around us grow as well. And so, man, we're, uh, we're moving. We're leaving our, our humble little shop and we're moving to a, uh, a bigger, but uh, we hope just as humble shop. Man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be two doors down, man. Our shopping center here faces Lakeland Drive. It's Highway 25 here in Jackson. We'll be just a couple of doors uh, to the east and our space will almost double, uh, which will be great. And so uh, we'll have a larger cigar humidor, uh, much more expanded tin tobacco selection, more hand blended tobaccos, uh, probably a much larger pipe selection, and I'm excited about this—a a very, a very large or a much bigger lounge area, which will be, which will be great. Yeah, are so. you are you ready to share some details about that yet? About the lounge? I'm and... not quite. Okay, yet. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. that's going to be down the road a little bit. But we've got some ideas about that that I think could, uh, I think could make it a special place for folks around here. So, it, it's going to yeah. be awesome. You know, y- yeah, you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, the Squire uh, in this location has been—it's been a stable. It's been a pillar of the community, and it's been something that many people have experienced a lot of different life experiences uh, at. I mean, you know, we were talking about the other day, but, uh, you know, you met your wife here. It's uh, crazy. You know, <laughs> like, we, we've got so many folks that have, you know, met their spouse or business partners, roommates, 
all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, people have, uh, you know, the, the conversations, it's one of those things if walls could talk kind of deal. You know, we, we've talked about it on and on. It's one <laughs> and of thank those, God they can't. You know, and, and exactly, exactly. And, and boy, thank the Lord that, right. that, that they can't. But yeah, I mean, it's just such a historic space. Of course, uh, I encourage any of our listeners to who hasn't seen uh, seen the video that we put out, go to the Country Squire Facebook page. Um, it's Country Squire, the Country Squire Tobacconist on Facebook and, and check it out. You can also go to the Country Squire's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's posted there as well. And check it out. We'll just talk a little bit more about kind of uh, what's happening, you know, how it's going to take place, and uh, what it means for our future. But um, man, we're we're excited. You know, so much of our business now is mail order, hmm. um, and, and and this new space is going to have a a nice area for us to kind of stage our mail orders out of and be a little more uh, functional with that. And and we'll be able to just serve a lot more needs, I think, through through that. So that's awesome. uh, it's scary. We're 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 grieved uh, by giving up our historic shop, but the good thing is we'll we'll. Only only be two doors down and we're going to take every bit of stuff that is in this shop that reminds us of our dusty ancient humbleness and uh and 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 try to bring it over there and recreate it yeah so, i mean it'll never be the same but we uh we, we think we can uh, have a lot of fun with the motif i'm, so, I'm envisioning the yeah. old school adam west batman movie where the villains came up with some device that dehydrated people and turned them into <laughs> little piles of dust uh-huh. and, and in order to transport them they had these little dust pans that they made sure they had to meticulously get every single bit of dust we're gonna need a big dust pan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's going to be big. Um, all right, so do you, in time frame-wise? Well, we're not sure. The, the situation is really fluid uh, just because of the contractor. Um, but to be honest, everything's inked. I mean, it's all signed on the dotted line. This is happening. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, we, we anticipate June 1st being the move-in date. But wow. that, that could wow. change. That could change. Woo. That could change. So um, anyway, yeah, it's just uh, really – really exciting it's a kind of a bittersweet time you know we're uh we're fired up about the future and uh excited to see um you know as i've mentioned a lot over the past few few days just uh what the next uh you know almost 50 years have in store for us here you know we're about to turn 48 as a as a business yeah so uh we'll see but it so we're but we're, we're sad to give up our, our our comfy little cozy home and uh we hope we don't mess it up so we're uh we're, we're excited though well, I know for many of you, you're thinking, oh, I haven't gotten a chance to take my pipe pilgrimage yet. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the one thing that I think is going to yeah. be very, very felt here, especially, is that the, the in, you know, I don't want to speak for like all smoke shops, but like the shop is not the place, it's the people. And I think that, that one of the things you'll see, I mean, That's for right. one thing, there's the extreme convenience, the fact there's only two doors down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also the fact that there's been such a community around the shop, not not just, you know, through the show, of course, which is which is huge, but the local community that like, you know, it's going to be, you know, I feel like we all feel like we just got upgraded a little bit. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden yeah. Our, yeah. Our, our vacation home just got moved up to like the cool, the cool suite. Oh, we, we yeah. The, the, the better side of town or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of fun. It's uh, we, we've become such a destination for. For, for folks and that's that's you know we've worked hard but also folks are just incredibly gracious you know to us and uh the pipe community has embraced us and, and we're very thankful for that and so um you know we're hoping to have some accommodations that will be uh you know uh, cozy it's still cozy still very uh rustic and 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 unique uh but also uh you know something that can you know support more people have more products and uh gosh i just i'd love to have 10 times the amount of blended uh, hand blended tobacco that we have now and uh, and who knows? Maybe in the near future we'll we'll be able to. So, um, pretty cool. Well, you know, it was uh, you know speaking of pipe pilgrimages, we had a uh, a significant one. Someone who's made a pipe pilgrim several times, but uh, I got a chance to finally see his name up on the wall. Of course, talking 
talking about the first ever yeah. Country Squire Radio International Club member, Russ Hicks. Russ Hicks. He, he came here to Jackson uh, and... Uh, and and was uh you know kind of hanging out i think you were able to go eat lunch with him i oh, spent yeah. an entire afternoon and then a little bit of the next day with him and uh russ of course is just a a dear friend one of those people that uh um is just encouraging every time you see him and uh of course he uh, he, he just posted uh put up a picture of the the brass plaques on the wall up there on the the beam that's overlooking the shop and so uh, it's kind of neat you know russ uh, russ almost teared up a little bit he was like this might this is probably the last time i'll i'll be in the original country squire so uh, that's, that's probably true that's uh it's kind of tough so uh but anyway i mean it was it was really really good to see him we're gonna have a huge yeah. going away party right we'll like do this something be, fun yeah, yeah we, we've got to figure all that out all this is kind of happening fast Oof. but we uh yeah we intend on uh we intend on 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 blowing it up so um anyway it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's so funny you know i, I put this video out right and um <laughs> oh my gosh and uh, and man, I've just been getting so much heck for it, uh, and and it's hilarious. I thought that you know my initial thought of the video was, man, this came out pretty good, and you know, and I was just glad to communicate what we did, and and it did. But what what was so funny is, man, I have been raked over the doggone coals for grabbing the entire video, grabbing at my ring. No, no, on no. On, on on the video, and and it and honestly. It's kind of funny. No, like, but, it, but that's it, not it's, fair. It's pretty fantastic. Every so, so, like, that's the thing. Every single newlywed, every guy knows this who's been married or has wa- watched somebody get married. Right. You, the first, like, month or so, that's what you do, is you're always fiddling well, with the ring. And here I am, I'm just a nervous wreck, you know, because I'm, I, you, you know, if you've listened to Country Squire Radio long enough, you know that I'm kind of shy. It's kind of hard for me to build up the energy to get on camera like we do every week, and um, and, and so here I am, you know, on camera all by myself, you know, shooting this video and it's professionally produced and, and Tommy Kirkpatrick, by the way, did a great job. It was a good, well-produced video. Yeah, he didn't but, catch you blending. Um, he planned on you blending. No, he like, planned. That's, that's right. right. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it was funny because the entire time I was so nervous and, and, and what, instead of fidgeting with, uh, with anything that was available, I mean, at, at least I could have had like my pipe in my hand or a pen or something. <laughs> no, I'm just constantly sitting here twirling my wedding ring. And, uh, and it was, uh, it, it was, it was really, it was kind of cool, you know, it was really, but I, I have definitely gotten, uh, gotten a lot of uh, a lot of heat for it's that. it's not that it's the fact that you clearly should have used cue cards because you're looking down every five the whole seconds, time right like reading this <laughs> clearly there's a piece of paper on the it's thing it's my script man you know it's just a lot to a lot to communicate cards. I, was, I was nervous you get the big poster board like you had as a kid when you had your science project that's true yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's that's true right yeah. in big letters that's, that's good <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, man, big news, big changes happening. So uh, tune yeah. in. We'll keep you. Uh, up we'll keep to date. everyone posted on that. But uh, lot, lots of fun things going on. So all right, so fun things going on uh, tonight, man. Uh, tonight we are doing a uh, very special. Uh, episode of the uh, pipes and pi- or pirates and pipe tobacco series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm trying to think of exactly how this series began, but I think I just really wanted to talk about pirates uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. And uh, well, we're, we're due, right? I mean, we we have a, this series, but it's been a while since we visited. It, yeah. Right? D- to be fair, the the series kicked off based on an article that was a submerged pirate ship that was un- uncovered, excavated, and found with tons, like tons and tons and tons of broken pipes. And so the idea was either that on this particular ship the pirates were like going to town on their clay pipes okay, okay. or they actually got a shipment like they actually took a prize that had a shipment of clay pipes which to yeah. me doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense right would you actually ship clay pipes across the Atlantic well 
Yeah, I mean, if you, well, I guess, I mean, maybe the quality of the clay was different in certain places. Or, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, is that a thing? Maybe, I think they were all smoking on the ship. I mean, there's different rules. Well, there's probably some, I'm sure there's both, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, but I mean, yeah. depending on how many pipes you found, I mean, maybe they were so fragile, they were like, well, for every one person on the ship, we need to send the 28 pipes because we'll know we'll break that many of them. It could be. It right. Could be. It, it, as, depending on how much grog is on board. As, you know? as we know, <laughs> the, the, the grog is uh, very historic. That is That's true. Right. Pirates That's right. were, were quite the uh, quite the drinkers of the grog and also the smokers of the tobacco. And tobacco, of course, being a prominent product during the golden age of piracy was something that was often taken in prizes. Yeah. yeah. Now, tonight, we're doing a uh, kind of a, a featurette, a look into a very specific pirate of history um, who is really kind of fascinating and has often been seen with a pipe in his mouth in every modern day interpretation of this particular character, which is not universally true of pirates. If you actually go online and kind of search for, for pirates, occasionally sure. you'll see a, a pirate with a pipe in their mouth. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about how uh, me and several of the, uh, a couple of the listeners have been playing this uh, Sea of Thieves game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in which case we, we finally found a, a, a picture in the game of a guy, of an admiral smoking a pipe. But they, they're about to release a chest, a, a uh, enchanted chest in the game, which is a pirate's face on it with a pipe, and the pipe is smoking. And the idea, I think, is that that, that chest is probably going to like explode or something of that nature. Yeah. So anyway, one way or the other, you know, pirates and pipe tobacco has always kind of gone together in the thematic nature of the characters. But again, not every single pirate that you see featured in, uh, in pop culture is necessarily smoking a pipe. Yeah. Not true of Benjamin Hornigold, who is who we're talking about tonight. Uh, Benjamin Hornigold... Uh, whenever we've seen him in modern era uh, retellings of his story, he is often seen with a pipe. Uh, but just kind of a little background on this particular uh, man of history. Uh, he was born in 1680, and he was active in piracy between 1713 and 1718. Okay. Which, if you do the math, is right near the tail end of the golden age of piracy. And it makes sense. Uh, this guy does not necessarily have quite the fanfare. Not very many, many people really know that name. Like, if you if you were to say Benjamin Hornigold to, to somebody, they wouldn't recognize his name in the way they might recognize other pirate yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, you might be more likely to recognize the name of his protege, uh, a young man that he mentored. In fact, uh, a man that would become known as Edward Teach, a.k.a. Blackbeard. Interesting. This is the okay, man. Okay, so th this was the genesis of that. Absolutely. Interesting. He was the Obi-Wan Kenobi to Blackbeard. If, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, hero, villain, notwithstanding. Right. Like, he, like Blackbeard was his second in command and he specifically mentored uh, Edward Teach. Um, he was also someone who was very much uh, a, a mentor, not just to Edward Teach, but to several different pirates. Um, you know, if you if you, you know what Nassau is, right? The uh, the, the the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and during the golden age of, of piracy, it became a pirate republic. Uh, really? Yes. And wow. So Hornigold was... Can we bring that back? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let's don't. That sounds terrifying. There's, but, a, there's yeah. a lot of thieving going around in there, a lot of murder and whatnot. But but the reality is, is that Hornigold was kind of one of these um, kind of revolutionary in his approach to piracy. And he, even though you think about pirates as kind of these... Uh, anarchists to some extent, they actually did have very much a structure, a culture, sure. and their own kind of form of government because everything they stole was worthless unless they were able to, of course, sell it. And so commerce had to exist in order for pirates to be able to, to sustain their piracy. It's, it's fascinating uh, kind of dichotomy, right? They're they're dependent in some way on the mercantilism, the commerce, but they're complete outlaws. You know, you, 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 if, if something you have is not, you know, 
sellable, then it's worthless. It's absolutely worthless. Yeah. Um, even even in the era of trade, uh, Hornigold he uh, he had a couple of different ships. Uh, his primary ship was the uh, the Ranger. Uh, which was uh, kind of the one that he's most historically known for selling. I love this about him. This is kind of fun. Uh, he's recorded as having a sloop off the coast of Honduras, uh, but as one of the passengers, this is of the sloop that he took, a prize that he took. Okay. Um, they said, basically, uh, when Hornigold's men took their ship, they didn't hurt them, they didn't harm them, and they really didn't want anything except for their hats, because the night before, Hornigold's crew had gotten so drunk, they had thrown their own hats off the ship and just needed new hats. <laughs> they just needed new hats. So they went and they took a ship, they hoisted the black flag, took them, went on board, didn't hurt them, didn't harass them, just stole their hats. Hey, just, yeah, you know what? We'll let you live. Just give me your hat. Send me yeah. about your business. <laughs> I like that. So we got somebody who's That's very great. much kind of fashion conscientious, which kind of plays to like the that. idea of him yeah. possibly being a, a pipe enthusiast. True. Uh, like I mentioned, he was a revolutionary. He was one of the most influential pirates of the Pirates Republic of Nassau, um, alongside his rival, which is Henry Jennings. Now, these two men, uh, again, both those names are probably not necessarily broadly known to even people who are kind of like semi-interested in piracy. Yeah. Um, however, they really did kind of influence what would be known as kind of the most notorious pirates in the world. They both had their their protégés. So Blackbeard, Calico Jack, uh, Anne Bonny, uh, Mary Reed, uh, Charles Vane, all of these kind of more kind of, you know, A-list pirates. Yeah. They all they came from the coaching tree of, of, these, uh, two dudes. of these two guys. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And so like, so they, they're the the impact that he had on the golden age of piracy cannot be understated like like again these are a-list pirates right he is the pirate amongst pirates right which makes it so interesting because he betrayed them he actually would go on to become a pirate hunter wow so he's a survivor man benjamin okay. hornigold okay. often portrayed in in media uh in modern media as kind of the quote bad guy because a lot of times when you get kind of pirate stories the pirates are actually kind of presented as heroes right like you're, you're rooting for the pirates it's more about pirate fantasy as opposed to pirate history pirate reality exactly because yeah, yeah. i mean again these are like like terrible murderers rapists just really like, awful people just terrible people right uh so so with all modern retelling these these people have become more legend than history at this point um, but Hornigold, because of the fact that when uh, uh, Governor Rogers came into Nassau and came into the Bahamas, uh, he came bearing these pardons from the king. And this was the only way that England could figure out how to deal with pirates. They said, you know what? If y'all all agree to stop being pirates, we'll stop. You know, we're not going to hang like anymore. chasing you or whatever. Yeah, we'll just call it a truce and you are pardoned of any and all crimes that you've ever done. And we'll you know get you back into society. Interesting. Hornigold being the survivor that he was took the pardon. Now, not only did he take this pardon, he took it a step further, working directly for Rogers, the governor of the Bahamas, to go and hunt pirates. It's kind of like, it reminds me of those, um, you know, those movies where it's about like a, um, the, the bank robber or the, the guy that, uh, you know, forges checks or something, and he's such a pro at it that, you know, the, the feds get him, but then he winds up working for the feds exactly. to, like, catch other guys, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, what's the name? That, that, the, yeah, yeah, The Departed. Yeah, there, well, there's, yeah, there's other movies like that, you know, of course I don't watch movies, but, you know, the ones <laughs> with the characters and the names, you know, they, they, they have that where, you know, these uh, these pro-criminals are, are kind of co-opted by the government. They're like, well, chill off kind of light if you come on board and uh, and maybe go get these other guys. And right? nine times out of ten, they're played by Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, exactly. So that 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 was kind of uh, that was that was kind of his role, and, and because of the fact that he literally betrayed uh, betrayed these people, not just the the pirates, but he was actively ta- or he was actively uh, set to go pursue um, his own protege. He was set to go and find Blackbeard and bring him to justice. He was set to go find you know Calico Jack and, and all of these different uh, pirates that he himself yeah. had had a hand in in mentoring. It's so fascinating character, but because the fact that he did betray his brethren, he is often portrayed as a villain, even though they're all villains. They're all villains. All, all the and other guys were villains. Technically, and he, he kind of went to the good side. Yeah, he's technically yeah. a hero. Right. Um, Isn't that interesting? He wasn't he, alone either. Uh, Henry Jennings, his his rival that I mentioned uh, before, that were pretty influential in Nassau. Uh, Henry Jennings also took the pardon, but unlike. Uh, Hornigold, he went on to go and kind of become a, a prosperous uh, man, u- utilizing the, uh, the 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 prosperous uh, trade of the day. And so he was not, you know, he didn't necessarily take this approach after his uh, his um, uh, his act of piracy. He would he would kind of go go off and retire. But I find it fascinating that that Hornigold not just was a pirate, but also a pirate hunter. Now I mentioned, of course, he was—he's uh, been retold several times over in the modern era as a pipe smoker, right? Which is fascinating because honestly, I've—I've I've checked the history. I can't find anything that necessarily like, like labels this dude as a as, as a pipe smoker. However, if he's on scene, he is the—he's the pirate with the pipe. Like he's if you're the, watching a movie right. or a TV show or, or a video game, he's the one with the pipe. The caricature of him is always going to include that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that before. You know, think about the. Uh, you know the parallel, perhaps to Sherlock Holmes. Of course, Sher- Holmes in the in the novels was a pipe smoker, but you know he doesn't necessarily smoke a calabash, right? And no. so you know when you get him on camera, they want something fascinating, something you can always identify him with, and uh, and of course that calabash kind of emerges there, uh, and 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 so the same thing happens with Hornigold. Absolutely. All right. So, so two kind of very, very modern uh, retellings of the character. Uh, there was a video game that came out uh, uh, as part of the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise. I've always heard those are fun. Th- those those games are good. I mean, I, I'm not a gamer, you know. But if those games would have been out when we were like twelve, like I probably would have played them. So I mean, I, it said this the way it sounds. I, I played this particular one. It was Black Flag, and it was the pirate stuff was awesome. It's just whenever they got kind of like high and mighty on their own lore. Uh, that I, I just kind of tuned out. I was kind of yeah. ready to go back into the pirate stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Hornigold is actually a, uh, a, a, a introduced pretty early on in the game as kind of the the primary character, and Hornigold and Blackbeard are all kind of working together to establish what will be the Pirate Republic of Nassau. Like that's a big kind sure. of core uh, storyline in the game. Okay. And so when you first meet him, he is sitting on the beach. He's got a clay pipe, like traditional stiletto style clay pipe <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> stiletto style. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm not entirely certain he's smoking tobacco out of that thing at that stage in the game <laughs> but he's constantly whenever you do see him you do see him with the uh, kind of the traditional clay pipe yeah in that particular game sure now um he was a huge huge cast uh, character in the uh in the stars series uh, black sails uh black sails I, i've mentioned it before as part of this series but black sails is a um kind of a Game of Thrones-esque approach to telling a prequel to the children's story of Treasure Island and so okay. it's like HBO style uh, prequel of a children's book, okay. which sounds weird, but really works. Uh, is, is it, I mean, do they kind of edit it so that it makes sense for kids or? No, <laughs> no, uh-uh. this is not, this is earmuffs for the kids and probably Got half it. our audience wouldn't, wouldn't want to watch it. But right, right. It is, uh, but it is fascinating storytelling. And uh, Hornigold is actually introduced pretty early on 
as uh, this is later on in his career um, at this stage in the game. And, and that's the other thing about this particular show. It's fiction, but they do tell, they do take a lot of notes from history. They pull a lot of characters from actual history. Yeah. And despite some tweaks to like how they die and all that kind of stuff, um, they're fairly true to who the legend of that pirate was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so with Hornigold, you first meet him and he is in this tower of Nassau overlooking the bay. So he is kind of uh, running the security of this pirate public. He is sitting in this chair and he is smoking his pipe and uh, he is approached by uh, this, this character of Mr. Gates, who um, honestly reminds me of the hurricane. If the hurricane had like a, a good twin, like it's, it's Mr. Gates. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's fascinating. The, the similarities there. That's awesome. But I'm going to take the audio from that and actually play it. Um, I can't remember if he actually references a pipe, but you could certainly hear him puffing on it in the, uh, in, yeah, in the like audio. Kind of the... But he's talking specifically about, you know, the fact that he's a history to like pirate he's he's got a career behind him he's done some stuff and of course by the end of the the series spoilers but history uh he ends up betraying the pirates yeah and, start, and becomes a pirate yeah, that's hunter, part so. of the part of the deal yeah. but yeah no he is always in that series though whenever if he's at command then he's got his cap on and he's and he's he's you know leading battle but if he's not at command and he is on shore and he is chilling out he's got a pipe in his mouth yeah and you know it's legit too because it's not just one style pipe he's got church wardens he's got kind of a deep bend pipe that he'll go to like okay. he's he's got like a nice little collection of yeah. Pipes. I was wondering if it if it favored one or another in the portrayal. You know, during that era, obviously uh, clay pipes were incredibly popular. They were kind of the kind of the gold standard because mm. you know Briar didn't come around until the mid 1850s. You know, the mid 19th century wasn't uh, really used much as a medium for pipes, and so uh, you had uh, you know just a lot of a lot of things that folks would find uh, creatively to to smoke out of. But uh, but clay was was the most popular, and uh, of course clay uh, you know at the time because it burns so hot and also because it's fragile, uh, hmm. you see it a lot in these longer stem pipes, and so uh, you know it, it burns hot with the long stem clay pipe you can grab it uh in in areas that are not exposed to as much heat and so uh you know you'll see that also with the clay pipes of course there's the old uh you know tavern pipe the idea of the 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 pipe that's uh sitting at the tavern you go get the you know you go to the tavern you get your you get your ale and you want to smoke the pipe so you pull out your tobacco you go get the tavern pipe and uh and and of course to get your uh you you know maybe the mouthpiece on it is kind of worn down a little bit and so to to make it a fresh pipe you just break the end off right and Mm. uh because it's a clay pipe and you can do that. It's designed to do that. And so, um, you know, you see a lot of these longer stem uh, clay pipes, which are uh, which are attractive. Of course, the you know we mentioned earlier the stiletto on that pipe. The <laughs> uh, you know the, the 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 functional and aesthetic piece there that uh, it it makes a nice. Um, kind of a nice form, uh, but not only, you know, holding it by that piece uh, is something that is, you know, a little cooler to grab onto, but but really, uh, you know, that stiletto that we call the little the little knob on the bottom of those old uh, uh, cutty uh, clay pipes, you know, that's really for protection of the pipe itself. Mm. That, that part of the pipe, uh, particularly in that shape and that material, is so fragile uh, that, that that just adds a little more barrier to the most... Uh, uh, really, the most vulnerable part of the pipe, and so uh, just common during that during that time period. So it makes a lot of sense. See, that's the main reason why I even want a clay pipe is I want to com- complete the pirate mindset. I know, right? We're we're a yeah. couple a couple weeks from now. We'll be uh, we'll be taking the kiddos to the beach, and I want I want to I think I want a clay pipe 
to like enjoy on the beach and just try to get in that mindset of what yeah. it must have been like to be Benjamin Hornigold. Yeah, we'll uh, find you some some grog, some some rum. You know, maybe. grog is disgusting. Have you ever had grog? I don't. Is that a real thing? It is a real thing. So grog it sounds awful, but so, I, I just figured you know, well, if you're a pirate, you got to drink something called grog. This this is a bonus. <laughs> this is a bonus pirate fun fact. So so grog, much like uh, most sailors during the day, you know, that were paid with their tobacco and and. Uh, and, and such. The pirates were all given equal portions, uh, aside from the, the captain and quartermaster, of whatever prizes they brought in. Well, a large part of that was grog. There was always kind of the understanding, not grog, uh, rum. There was always the understanding of there have, having to be plenty of rum. So every single pirate was given a daily portion of rum for them to mix with water and fruit juice, uh, typically like lime or lemons, that sort of thing. And that would be what they would constantly drink. And that, was, that became grog. That was grog. So you're kind of you're kind of cutting it with something else to make it last longer. I guess is that the idea? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they were mixologists, right? They were like bartenders. You're your first cocktail yeah, artist. Cocktails. Yeah. And it's disgusting. <laughs> like I've had it, and it is just awful. There's probably other people like, man, grog is the best. What is Bo talking about? No, nah, man. When we uh, <laughs> when we go fight the kraken and see if thieves, what I'm rocking is uh, I do have the kraken uh, dark rum, which is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And I mix that. I do a dark and stormy with some uh, lime I juice bet that's and. Some, good. some ginger beer. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, so good. That that's that's what we call the modern grog. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Well, yeah. dude, man, great content, man. I, I just I love that. I love I love visiting and revisiting. Uh, you know these historical figures. Uh, you know certainly uh, pirates. You know you you associate them with uh, you know all this treachery and horse thieving back in the you know sixteen and seventeen hundreds. But uh, man, so many of them tobacco users, tobacco enthusiasts, um, and uh, and man, we we kind of you know we, they're part of the family, even though they might be. <laughs> They might be ones that we uh, wish we weren't as associated with. Or maybe we do. I don't know. Black flags for the black sheeps of the Pat family. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, you know, you got to wonder what it must have been like to uh, to bust out a pipe with uh, those uh, those scallywags back in the day. They would be smoking their uh, their. You know the the clay pipes because of the affordability and the clean smoke. That's right. In the modern era, you don't have to go to the ground. In fact, it's what comes from the ground. Some Ooh. good, pure, quality corn that you can make some amazing corn cob pipes. That's right. Like the good folks do over at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that's exactly right. Exactly right. It's kind of the modern day every man's pipe. That's so convenient. Uh, you know, easy to afford, but uh, and 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 readily accessible, mm. but also high quality. And so uh, our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, they uh, have collaborated with the folks at Cornell and Deal to come out with a very special pipe. And we're talking, of course, about the Charlestown Cobbler. Now, uh, Cornell and Deal, this is a a South Carolina company. Uh, We're all big fans of uh, of them, their their, uh, blender, Jeremy Reeves, and the whole whole family down there. Love love what they're doing. But, uh, man, they they collaborated with Missouri Meerschaum to make this Charlestown Cobbler. Charlestown, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, you've got kind of the the southern heritage there. And they've really, uh, really outdone themselves with a beautiful... Uh, beautiful pipe. So it's uh, kind of a uh, smooth black finish uh, barrel on the uh, on the bowl. A typical Missouri Meerschaum uh, shank that you would expect. But then it's set off with just a really, really high quality, fiery, gorgeous Cumberland style stem. Huh. And uh, man, it just makes quite a statement. It's a uh, it's it's a real showpiece. And so people are gravitating towards this type of thing. You know, I was uh, speaking with some folks. Uh, these Cumberland stems are just so popular right now. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum knows that. They of course make you know high quality stuff. These are out of stock currently, but I just spoke with them uh, late last week. They're getting these back any day now. Oh, good, good. And good, so good. put this on your wish list. I mean, this is one of those pipes. 
Brothers that uh, they've really kind of caught lightning in a bottle. Really high quality stem, the form and function that you would expect from a Missouri Meerschaum. It's got that really nice dark finish around the bowl and uh, just frankly looks really, really sharp. And so it's one of those corn cobs that you'll be proud to put on your nice clothes and and, and prance around with and really make a statement. So be sure if you've got the uh, Charlestown cobbler uh, pipe, be sure to uh, smoke it. Take a picture of yourself doing so. Tweet that to us. We'll retweet it out. It's a good way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from Ryan Smith uh, out in Louisiana. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah, man. All right. The Squire holds a special place in many people's hearts, uh, so much so that many, including me, have traveled many miles to make their pipe pilgrimage there. Since the Squire is your home shop, is there another pipe-related place that you guys have been or plan to go to uh, out of your way uh, to visit at some point in your lives? That's interesting. Great question. Really, really good question. Wow. Um, Well... You know, I've got some I've got some wish list places, right? And so, you know, other pipe shops around. Of course, I've never been to Boston. We mentioned uh, L.J. Peretti uh, earlier uh, in the show. Um, you know, they're just such a storied shop. Of course, uh, you know, Ewan Reese in Chicago. Uh, I've only been to Chicago twice now, and both times it's been in and out. <laughs> I haven't still yet gone to Ewan Reese, and, and, and we've got to <laughs> we've got to make that happen. It's just it's shameful. Um, really, probably the biggest one on my list, though, as a as a blender and as a tobacconist, um, is the uh, are, are are some of the factories in Denmark? I oh. really want to get. Oh, I really yeah. want to get to Denmark and see and and see that. I'd love to see you know where the Peter Stokeby stuff is made. I want to see you know how they're how they're canning the Orlick uh, tins and and. And, and, and go to Mac Barron and see, uh, you know, see how they're, uh, you know, treating that Virginia and, um, and, um, and, and, and processing it and slicing it into flakes. I mean, that, that is a real dream of mine. Mm. You know, I, it's so funny. I never imagined uh, growing up thinking like, man, when I grow up, I want to go to Denmark and look at tobacco. But like, that's what I want to do. 
<laughs> it, it, it really is. So, um, man, I, of course, all the all the typical hit list places in the United States that that uh, you know a real pipe smokers got to make that pilgrimage to. We um, you know are honored to be on the list with some of the some of the other shops. But um, man, I I really want to get to Denmark. I'd That's love to. Good. I'd love to see it. Yeah. All right. So for me, New Zealand. I yeah. want I want to smoke my pipe in the Shire. You want it? Okay. Yeah. I, I really I I've thought about that a, a lot actually. Like the the entire um uh span of this show, I remember thinking like, is there ever any way that we could do like, live from New Zealand? Live from New Zealand. <laughs> live no live from the Shire. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how incredible would that be? That would be the most expensive Country Squire Radio episode. Yeah, Ever. the show would have to evolve pretty hardcore in order to make that happen. <laughs> but I'm I'm not I'm never saying never. I, I would love to go to New Zealand and smoke my pipe in the Shire. I think yep. that would be yep. amazing. Um, so that that that's that's what that'd I would be have. that'd be pretty fantastic. But there, but you know, you mentioned it. There's there's a laundry list. We of, actually have some customers in New Zealand. I don't know. Maybe we can make that happen. Maybe we can make that. Happen. <laughs> there might be something there. Um, but but you know, you, you mentioned there, there's a laundry list of amazing places uh, around the world and and in in uh, this this very country of ours. And uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have an announcement soon about going to a very special pipe pilgrimage type place. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, great question, Ryan. Thank you so much for that one. And hey, if you got a pipe question the week you can send it in show at countrysquireradio.com that's show at countrysquireradio.com quick fire with the squire quick fire with jones all right man we got some quick fire questions in brought to us by the 10 society an amazing online service that we'll Love talk those about guys, man. in just a moment all right so these are actually uh intentionally sit in by anonymous now okay Full disclosure, typically when we say anonymous, like nine times out of ten, it's me. I like just made them up before the show. It doesn't happen all that often. It happens sometimes. But it does yeah. happen sometimes. This is not. This is actually someone who sent us uh, in a lot of questions uh, all under the uh, uh, anonymous moniker. Okay. All right. Okay. So there you go. Just want to get that out of the way. All right. Uh, all right. So this is specifically for the, the theme of this quick fire question is what we would choose to do together. So we got a tag team. Oh, like we're, you and I both. We're tag teaming whatever this is. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. A three-legged race or a wheelbarrow race? Oh. I'm assuming the wheelbarrow is like a human wheelbarrow. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, probably the, probably the three-legged race. Yeah, I don't know I, that our arm strength is very good on either one of us. <laughs> we could do a three-legged race. I, I think three three-legged race. Yeah, yeah we I think that. we'd be better at that. All right. Uh canoe or paddle boat? Probably canoe. I'm pretty good at canoe. Yeah, I think canoe. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pictionary or charades. That's a good one. Ooh, we should um, do that sometime. Dang. Yeah. Uh, charades. I think charades. Yeah, oh. definitely charades. Okay. Yeah. I'm a pretty good draw. You think you could draw? I think I could draw. You but you can you draw? No. Let's go with charades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> motorcycle with sidecar or tandem bicycle. Tandem bicycle. What's a tandem bicycle. You know, we, you got two people on one bike. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on, man. Hey, man, I, who's going to wear the the motorcycle with the sidecar? Am I going to be Snoopy in the little sidecar? I was going to uh, be the sidecar. With, I don't with know the, how to uh, ride with a motorcycle. The, with the uh, scarf and the goggles. Right. <laughs> uh, laser tag or paintball? Laser tag. Laser tag. Love laser tag. We are pansies. Yep. We do not need to be No, no, I'll play paintball. I, lo- I, like, I like paintball. I like paintball, but I, I'm a laser tag. I love, man, laser tag's fun. I played paintball only once in my life. It was a ton of fun, but... I remember going to it. My, my my friend looked at me. And goes, 
fresh meat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you never went back. No. How's the therapy been about that? Has it been good? It's, yeah. it's, it's been productive. The nightmares are still there. Right. PTSD is a real thing. <laughs> uh, tag team wrestling or re- relay race? Uh, tag team wrestling. I go with relay race. Yeah, relay race. That that sounds too like I'd have to exert myself too much. You know. Okay, so if I'm, tag team is like one of you tags in, the other tags out, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm going well, with, with relay with race. wrestling. Maybe we could put on some costumes and stuff, have some fake stuff. Maybe there'd be a nice storyline, yeah, an you. audience. You know, I mean, maybe Ed McMahon will show up. But I mean, you know, with with, with relay race, that we were, you know, that that's not very glamorous. I don't know who Ed McMahon is, but relay race <laughs> with that we can actually run. If it wasn't tag team, if like we were like taking somebody at the same time, one of us could get but like down below, and the other one could push. Yeah, and that's how we would win. But like tagging in and out, I think we'd be toast. I don't <laughs> Uh, great quick fire questions. It's a way to get creative, good. Anonymous. That, that was, was that was good. That was pretty yeah, good. I like that. Of course, quick fire questions is brought to us by the Tin Society. That's right. Now the Tin Society is an amazing online service where you get quality tobacco sent to your door every single month. And this really does bring, I, I think, uh, you know, the the pipe tobacco enthusiast, kind of the the those out there that are wanting to expand their palate and just find out what's going on in the industry. It brings it into the modern era. That's right. That's right, man. There's so many options out there, and today, uh, you know, it's not one of those things where you have to go to the the one store you've got in your town and and find what they have you know there's the the world is your oyster kind of thing mm. you know there there's so many tobaccos out there uh, you're not uh, subject just to what you've got locally you've, you can you can try all these things across the world and what's so fun is the folks at the tin society they actually curate that for you and so they're out there constantly looking for uh, just some of these magical uh, tobaccos that maybe haven't been discovered or are ones that are uh, just gold standards that uh, that maybe you haven't tried yet and they're curating these things. They're putting them uh, in packets for you. You've got uh, the opportunity to smoke three, two or three bowls of each tobacco. You get them once a month uh, at, at just a really, really competitive price. And, and that way you know kind of uh, if what you're getting is something that you uh, are going to enjoy. It, it helps you expand your palate, but it also helps you find new favorites without having to spend, uh, let's say, $15, $20 just for uh, a, a can or a few ounces of tobacco that maybe you don't like. And so um, it's just a, just a really great way to be exposed to the broader tobacco universe and uh we highly recommend it that's right and if you use the code squire you get 20 percent off on your first month's service so check them out tinsociety.com use the code squire for 20 percent off on your first month's service your thoughts your comments listener feedback all right, man, listener feedback. We got some great listener feedback in. This yeah, man. First one is on iTunes from Chaplin Corey. What did Chaplin Corey have to say? Yeah, he says, uh, pleasant time with old friends. Uh, that's what the Country Squire Radio podcast feels like. I discovered this podcast while on my first deployment to Afghanistan. Thanks for your service. Absolutely. Uh, as a chaplain in the uh, inf- infantry battalion, I've had countless amazing conversations over a nice bowl. Uh, when I found this podcast, I felt like I was invited to another great conversation with some like-minded friends. Mm-hmm. Thanks for a great show, and I can't wait to visit the shop one day. Uh Man, Corey, thanks so much. We, uh, man, we're we're grateful to you, uh, not just for for being a part of our community, but also for uh, what you do for for our country. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Army chaplain. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's hardcore. That's man. pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We also have uh, on. Uh, let's see, where did this one come in from? Oh, uh, this one's from YouTube. Uh, High Desert 
Piper. Yeah. Uh, and this is in relation to the episode that we did on the Virginia crisis. Uh, he says, I love learning about the industry of tobacco as well as smoking as well as smoking it. Uh, thanks so much for taking to, for talking about the 1950s and 60s tobacco auction. I never knew a thing about that, which makes me really want to learn more about the history of pipe tobacco. I know, man. Gosh, it's uh, High Desert Piper. Great, great comment. Um, you know, the 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 culture of premium tobacco used to be so different in in the United States and of course it was uh nurtured and fostered by uh you know not just the enthusiasts but even by uh you know the the lawmakers and 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 the bureaucrats it was just a different time and so uh you go back and look at those things of course we we long for those days uh, it's a it's a very different day today but um but man it's just so many uh neat things to go back and look those old photos and and uh footage from those old tobacco auctions where uh, you know, growers are coming together uh, and vendors are, are, you know, just peeling through all this stuff looking for just the very best leaf. It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty fantastic history. So um, anyway, glad you, glad you picked up on that. That's awesome, man. Yep. We also have Eric uh, tweeted in tonight. He says, uh, watching Squire Radio with my three-year-old son, youngest at Squire Radio fan ever. Fact, <laughs> he has not missed a live show yet. Three-day-year-old son. Three days. Oh, three-day-year-old. Man, he is three days old. Oh, wow. Snap. And he's and he has a mug, uh, obviously, that says, uh, Daddy Needs Sleep. So uh, really, really clutch there. Eric, um, man, you've had a weekend. Man, dude. Yeah. And, and, and we're and we're a part of it now. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I um, thought three-year-old, I was like, man, that's dedication. Like, three-year-olds never met a live show. Have we been doing the live show for three years? But three, day, three days old, yeah, we've, we've been doing the live show for three for days. For three days, yeah. yeah. That's right. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave Allen, uh, been married nine years, and I still fidget with my ring. <laughs> so uh, I, maybe I'm not the only one out there. And it's funny. I think Dave tweeted a picture earlier this episode of him uh, actually um, smoking his Charlestown cobbler uh, pipe from uh, from Missouri Meerschaum. Oh, so, nice! I uh, mean, really, really cool, good looking pipe there. Uh, lots of lots of good friends chiming in tonight. Uh, Mark VV is uh, smoking some Rivendell uh, before the old podcast tonight, and uh, Kevin uh, asks, uh, "Are you going to be going to the Chicago Pipe Show? And if so, will you be selling tobacco there? Got to decide if I should order online or pick some up at the show." Kevin, we're actually going to be um, not. We will not have a booth at the Chicago Pipe Show. Um, I will be there. Um, Bo won't make it this year, but I I will be there. I'll be there for uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, and and some of Thursday night. Although I don't know my availability then. But anyway, look for me. I'll be around. Love to love to chat with some of you guys, and uh, if we have the opportunity to smoke a bowl. And uh, but we will not have a booth, so there won't be you know we won't be selling any Squire tobacco there uh, that day. Yeah, you know where I will be though. I, this this yeah. coming weekend, I'll be in Memphis. Um, yeah. I keep on forgetting to ask this, so I'm glad I'm thinking of it now. Although um, yeah. I, I wish I had mentioned that top of the show. Yeah, so I'm 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 taking my my oldest child to uh, to Memphis. We're gonna go see Celtic Women. Uh, perform at the Orpheum. Wow! So really, really excited. Was it like a dance troupe or what? No, no, no. It's it's um it's, it's not uh, river dance. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, it's it's um it's like a five uh, five women one and one uh, violinist and then kind of an orchestra. Oh wow! Yeah, we, dude, I bet that's awesome. We always listen to their Christmas album and then they're yeah. they're on tour in the area and I saw they're coming to Memphis. I was like, oh, this is great. I'll, I'll see. Get up there, yeah. Yeah, the oldest wants to go and, and she's all for it. And then, uh, and then we after we bought the tickets and got everything worked out, we found out they were coming to Jackson too. We're like, well, <laughs> well we're gonna make it a fun, fun no, deal. That's right. I, I did want to ask though for our Memphis listeners and those that are familiar with the area on uh, Main Street on South Main, there is a tinderbox. 
Uh, and I'm just kind of curious as to does anybody does anybody know the owners of that? Do the owners of that show that, that shop listen or, or whatnot? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious what um, where where the state of kind of uh, tobacco retail is in uh, in in Memphis. Um, you know, longtime listeners know that my my origin story begins in Memphis. My first pipe was yeah. actually purchased in Memphis. Yeah, um, a, a shop, not the tinderbox. I've I've had some great experiences with various tinderboxes, but uh, my first my first time buying a pipe was not a great experience. Uh, and it was not at the tinderbox again. It was at a completely different unnamed shop in Memphis. Um, but I'm kind of curious. I'm curious to, to know like what's yeah, going what, what's, on. What's the scene in, uh, yeah, in Memphis? I just yeah. I noticed this last time I was there. Um, yeah. that, that 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 shop was there. I was able, yeah. able to go in buy a cigar. Uh, I sent it to you to to get the approval to make sure I was buying yeah. something good. Yeah, that was that that was that. Yeah, I remember you sent me a photo from there. We have uh, obviously several folks, uh, you know, fans of the show and the shop uh, from the Memphis area. Um, you know, that was kind of the the home turf of uh, a, a famous pipe smoker, Shelby Foot. Oh yeah, uh, Shelby huh. Foot. Uh, in Incredible American historian, uh, probably the uh, one of the most famous uh, historians of the Civil War of the latter half of the 20th century, um, and uh, was was made famous by his uh, by his uh, series on TV, The Civil War. Um, but uh, Shelby Foote, he went to the, if I'm remembering correctly, the Tobacco Bowl in downtown Memphis, uh, where he uh, he purchased his tobacco. And um, my understanding, see, he had his own blend, but he also liked to buy the raw ingredients and go home and blend it himself. So. Uh, <laughs> Man, Memphis just being it's cool Mississippi River town, lots of blues and uh, fun atmospheres. To just a cool city, and uh, man, I'm sure there's a healthy pipe culture up there. So yeah, we'd love to hear about the you know what's what's going on. Up yeah, there. I'm just I'm always curious. Yeah, I make it good. up there from time to time, and would like to know yeah. where I need to go. Like what what's, yeah. where do, where do the locals say? No, that's right. Um, one way or the other, man. I'll be back on Monday, where of course people can tune into the live show here on Monday night at 8:30 p.m. Central. That's 6:30 Pacific, 9:30 Eastern, and of course they can find us on Country Square Radio or keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but again, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, are you glad we talked about Benjamin Harnagold? Arr, of course I am, matey. <laughs> and now I feel like drinking more rum, although it's probably going to be gin. Arr. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> that pirates be frowning upon the gin. Yeah, no. <laughs> they, they did have the whiskey, but maybe that's a tale for another time. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gin, though, that's probably a little beneath their uh, their standards. No, you know, they, they, they didn't. It's not like they had high standards. But uh, again, you know, the, the great thing is with this particular series, you know, whenever the opportunity becomes available to dive in, there, there has to be a reason. And so, uh, who knows? It may be another year before we dive in, or maybe yeah, sooner. Know. You never know. I always look forward to getting feedback it's from listeners good. as to what they like or don't yeah. like from, from these particular episodes. So let us know what you think. And hey, until then, let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
You make me climb those stairs just to see you again, and my first order of business will be tossing you and that poxy chair into the f***ing ocean. Philip, do you know the provenance of the chair in which I currently sit? What? This chair once sat in the Plymouth office of one Sir Francis Drake. I took this chair from a prize off the coast of Boston. I lost six men in that fight. Now, ever since then, this chair has resided here atop my fort from which I survey the harbor that I protect for the good of an ungrateful island. Philip, if Mr. Gates should ever lay a hand on my chair, you have my permission to shoot him where he stands. Yes, sir, Captain Hornigold. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 